ever go to Florida and they karaoke like pop music, I'm gonna be like, you know this song? Because like nobody <laughs> does. Oh my god, that's so weird. I can't I wouldn't be able to live like that. Mm, I uh, barely can. I dreadful. Can. How are you surviving? <laughs> <laughs> because I promised my mother. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, the dark humor is amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Well, do you have siblings, Kai? I do, yes. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition conscience. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. Yeah, so my name is Shy. My TikTok is not so shy, and it's spelled with an X. I have RP or retinitis pigmentosa, and I'm in Florida, unfortunately. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as the creative, creative minority. 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 You're wrong. You're Once wrong. you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. I am Brittany, also known as Blind Beauty on TikTok. My admission is pseudo right? And I live in Baltimore. Liberation is not an external thing. It's an internal thing. It was good travel. We might be headed to the promised land. Speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Because when we all get together, I like to call it the Low Vision and Blind People Forum. Generations were saved by one decision, by one, decision. one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can, anyone, do anyone can do it. I was born this way. Hey, um, I'm Caitlin Wackerman. I live in North, North Carolina, and I have cataracts, glaucoma, and diabetic retinopathy. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? How many? Um, so I have one like blood relative. I have one stepsister who's six months younger. And then recently, because my mom finally dumped her whack ass man and has a new one, <laughs> her <laughs> his daughter is like a new sister to me. So I guess now I have three sisters. Okay. Yeah. All girls. Fun. Yeah. Are you still living at home with your mom? I am not. I live in Louisville now with two roommates because they were in E Town. So I was like. Louisville it is. Is that personal information? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's personal and what's not. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's big enough to where people aren't going to go out and start. Well, I hope they mm-hmm. wouldn't. So yeah. Go look for you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hopefully y'all just look for me. I don't give a damn. Like, come yeah. at me. Don't don't go anywhere else. <laughs> uh, Kai, you said you had stepsisters. Okay, I do too. And we, I don't like them. I'm I'm actually glad that you actually like your sisters. Well, here's the thing about that. Here's what's funny about that. I like my stepsisters. I feel very mm-hmm. close to them. My blood sister is the one that I don't. Oh, talk that's to. crazy. Yeah, no. That is so wild. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't mm-hmm. hang. <laughs> um, that's very interesting. I actually I, Oh, go ahead, Kate. No, go ahead, Shai. No, I was gonna say, like we asked Kate, uh, we asked Kai. Jesus. We asked <laughs> so many. <laughs> and I don't really 
know how many siblings or if you guys have siblings, Britt and Kate. Like, I don't think we've ever talked about that. <laughs> we have not. Kate, you go first. Okay. I'll be here forever. I have, um, <laughs> I, have I have three siblings. I'm one of four, and we're all 11 months apart, except for my little sister. She's about a year and a half behind me. Um, almost two years. And then I do have step siblings, but we, it's so confusing. We grew up with them. Um, that made no sense. Okay. Um, I, did I tell you guys how my, my dad and his wife met through me? So I still take credit for that. I am hitch. And, um, so like seven years ago, she was, my stepmom was my school nurse growing up Okay. and Mm -hmm she was married and she has three, three kids. And my little sister was really close and good friends with her youngest daughter. They were in the same grade growing up. And, um, her husband passed away of ALS when I was 15. And we just Mm kind of had lost contact because we didn't continue going to Catholic school. Uh, we switched to public school. They continued going to Catholic and college, all this stuff. And I ran into her when I was doing a catering for a restaurant. Um, when I was about 21 and I hooked her and my dad up because my parents divorced when I was 17 and here we are. <laughs> okay. Hitch. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but my siblings are like, my two sisters are my best friends. Like we don't, we just, yeah, very best friends. Um, and then I have, you guys know a little bit about my older brother. He's 11 months mm-hmm. older than me. Um, and we're not as close as we used to be, but that's mm-hmm. his story to tell, not mine. Mm-hmm. So your yeah. parents were like, at 11 months, they was like, yeah, let's get it in. Oh, and my mom wow. was not having it. My mom was pregnant for four years straight, and she hated all of us. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, it just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Um, and then I always tell people that's probably the reason why they divorced. So, just, yeah. <laughs> kids just wouldn't stop yeah 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 I can't what that does to your body um (laughs) so I have um one sister she's my best friend she's the best she was like my person growing up she was my little like seeing eye sister (laughs) I love that like six or seven years apart and um she, I don't know she was just my everything like when my mom had her she was like my little baby doll like I always wanted to help with her and like do whatever she, she needed done and then like the older she got it was just having like a little friend like I just had a little buddy um and now she's 18 she's graduating from high school this year and I feel old um <laughs> And then I have a god sister who I grew up with, who I'm really close with. And she's like four or four or five years older than me. And actually, that's a lie. She's three years older than me. Where did I get four or five? Putting age on that girl like that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's three years older than me. Um, but I, I don't. So those are my only siblings, one blood sibling and then my god sister. But my childhood was interesting because I grew up with my cousins. So, you know, like in a divorced household where like every other weekend you're like switching between parents' houses or like mm-hmm. every whatever. So every other weekend we went to my grandma's house. My mom would drop us off and my aunt would drop her kids off. 
and we would all go to my grandma's house every other weekend so our parents could go party and have a weekend. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and so we grew up together every other weekend the four of us me my sister and those two girls at my grandma's house together so they're basically my sisters because we were always together yeah look at it as having three sisters when really I only have one but yeah they're, they're like my sisters basically <laughs> and that's cool I always wanted to because like my family is from New York City so like my dad was military so we were the only ones not in New York. And I always wanted to be able to just like go to grandma's house on the weekend, stop by for dinner after school or something. I missed out on all of it. That sucks. Yeah, but I have a brother. He's seven years older than me, so he's 37. Um, we're not we're not close. He um he emancipated himself at 17. So I was 10, and like since then we were just kind of like coming and going like in passing with each other like at Christmas but he doesn't come he comes he shows up at Christmas like once every five years or something so Mm. and I have two nephews from him so I see my nephews more than I see my brother right crazy yeah (laughs) but yeah so I just have one and we have the same mom different dads gotcha okay yeah Mm mm-hmm you know, all that can change in a minute. The people you don't relate to now, you might relate to in 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the universe does those things. That's, that's <laughs> what the universe do you have does. Any nope. I'm an only child with a. Uh, ah! I grew up. I grew up with cousins, um, mm-hmm. aunts. Like they were all single parents. So I grew up. Mm entirely surrounded by women which is why i always digress to the women's opinions <laughs> even my doc even my doctor's a woman i told him if you give me a man i won't i won't trust what he's saying to me. <laughs> right. but, if, but, if, but if a woman tells me to do something or take a pill because it's good for me i trust her and that's mm-hmm. just how i've always been so interesting when you're right you're right that's right I, I would have only child syndrome if it wasn't that we were just so poor. <laughs> oh, no. Right. I, I right. was never entitled to anything and I never deserved mm. anything. Guests always got everything first. We were mm-hmm. polite. We were respectful. And yeah, I just didn't have a lot, you know, but that yeah. was fine. I had friends and I had a, I had a great mom. So I'm good with that. Yeah. That makes me feel like uh, so crazy because how do I, have only child syndrome and I wasn't the only child well I was the only child from about 10 you're the only girl you're the only yeah and then on top of that not only am I the only girl I'm the baby right so yeah Brett just a a Brett (laughs) I grew out of it though but (laughs) doesn't that suck you grow out of that stage you're like damn yeah. yeah, like I turned into a whole ass adult. My parents were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that anymore." I was like, "What? <laughs> a what job? Is this? What bills? Right. Oh no, I was not happy." <laughs> like from twenty, like at like nineteen, that's when my dad like started cutting me off. He was like, "Yeah, um, I put your insurance and your phone bill in your name. You might wow. want to get a job." Like what? He did what? <laughs> I have to like, work. I'm so heartbroken. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Hi, are you working right now? We know you have a podcast, which we totally want to ask about, but are you working as of now? 
So funny story. <laughs> so um, I applied for this job and they called me and said, hey, are you still interested? We'd love to have you. I said, oh my God, yeah, that'd be great. So then they said, cool. I said, said, then they said. <laughs> I've made so many mistakes talking and I just kind of glazed through them hoping nobody would catch them, but I'm sure listening I back. I'm like, you never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I says to him, I says, cool yeah I'd love to you know work there whatever and they're like all right cool um well we've already got a bunch of positions filled so you're gonna have to wait mm. I said first of all how, how rude <laughs> listen right. I used to have a parent who would do that stuff he'd be like hey you want some of these and I'd be like yeah sure to be like yeah how's it feel to want like which is first of all if you're a parent you think that's funny I <laughs> hope you get hot coffee spilled on you tomorrow okay anyway so <laughs> benign ill wishes ladies that's how <laughs> so they kind of we like, survive right <laughs> right everybody else is getting in trouble for terroristic threatening no we do benign wishes over here okay <laughs> so um they were like we're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to wait and I was like that's rude but okay so I'll wait <laughs> then they call me and say hey your orientation is gonna be this day if you're available I said oh my gosh I would love that thank you so much so then I text them and I'm like, hey, you know, I was told my orientation would be on this day, but I didn't get a place or time. It'd be great if you could provide me with the information and what I need so that I can show up and do what I need to do. So what? You're not on the list for orientation. See, this is, they sound unorganized already. Are you sure you want this job? No, right. I don't. No, I don't. So I said, <laughs> um, really? Because I got a call at 8.23 p.m. on Wednesday. So mm -hmm. what's up with that? And they said, well, do you know what number? I said, yeah, this number, the number I'm texting. This woman goes, well, that's incorrect because we don't have any logs of communication. I said, well, all I can provide is a screenshot because I didn't friggin' transcribe the phone conversation that we had, right. <laughs> but I'm not going to tangle with you. I don't have time. So mm -hmm. I basically, I just kind of laid it all out. I said, listen, I have completed every step for the application. I've done everything I need to do. I've done everything suggested. I emailed the people like you told me to, and you guys just keep dangling this. What can I do? to fix this what where can we go from here what can I do which I feel like was a relatively mature no mm -hmm. response mm. no oh, response wow. Rude. Yeah, so, we, don't, we don't want to work there <laughs> no yeah mm -mm. so I have interviews for the rest of the week so I'm sorry oh. I was under the impression that I was going to be working tomorrow and that's why I couldn't do this but apparently that's not the case <laughs> what <laughs> was the like what was the position what was it Oh, it was just like a pharmaceutical warehouse or something. Just like, okay. So yeah, I'm not gonna miss it. There are so many other warehouse jobs. I'm sure I'll have a job in the next two weeks. I hope so. Manifesting it. Manifesting yes. it. Manifesting it. Yes. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Right. Oh, yeah. so Kai, you mentioned I and I do keep up with your content. You have a narcissistic parent. <laughs> Let's get into that. Oh, <laughs> So I probably shouldn't have worded it that way because I don't believe he was ever formally diagnosed. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people are going to come down on me and be like, you shouldn't just call people something and give them a diagnosis. And you're mm -hmm. right, I shouldn't. But I do I a lot do. of things that I shouldn't. <laughs> but this <laughs> is my thing though, real quick, real quick. This is the thing. Most narcissists are not going to get diagnosed. Because, Precisely. Of course, the, because with narcissists in their mind, they don't think there's anything wrong with them. So they're right. not going to go get checked. They're not going right. to go get checked. That's why it's and so then underdiagnosed. They're, and they're, yeah, and they're they're so good at 
manipulation. Um, on. Yes, that they will manipulate yep. the freaking therapist, and the therapist is like, no, you're fine, and they're not. Can no, no, I those therapists, they know. They know what they're in there Some of doing. Them. I've known therapists who have absolute crap intuition, and I know that I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but, like, I do think mm-hmm. intuition plays a big part in therapy because there are people that I know for a fact. I'm like, mm-hmm. if your therapist doesn't know that there's something damn wrong with you, right? Because I can see it. I started to say something, but we're not going to make this political. <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not have had a president, and they kept sending him to may or may not. and they were saying there was nothing wrong. He had a whole man was crazy. First of all, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Intuition. If a whole country can be convinced that that certain president, <laughs> who I don't, I may or may not know who you're talking about. If they think he's a stable person, we all need help. Yeah. We need something. How did y'all miss that? I'm saying, how were you guys convinced? I got picked. I got picked on for it because I said, look at his signature. Look, he won't read. He's he has all the same symptoms I exhibit as a legally blind person. You know, (laughs) well, you can't just say that without proof. And I was like, well, that kind of is my proof. (laughs) Right. All I'm saying is. If I can say something and people refuse to take me seriously because my eyes move when I talk, but they can take him seriously when he's doing all this, talking about is tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's just not fair, but I digress. <laughs> what were we talking about? I got distracted. Oh, yeah, you're a narcissistic parent. <laughs> <All right. laughs> who, supported, who supported him? Because, of course, he did. Oh, naturally. So, oh, no. I mean, I mean, right. I feel like they all do. So... <laughs> He was one of those people that definitely made it harder for me because not even just as a blind young woman, but just as a young woman, we already have insecurities that, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to deal with. And he was one of those people who I don't know why he was so insecure about you already know how men are when they have a daughter. I'm sorry, that sounded sexist. A lot of men when they have daughters are very overprotective and I don't understand it. I think it's really creepy. Like the whole T.I. situation with his daughter. Yeah, that was real weird. Mm -mm. No. You're protecting so, your daughter from the, the kind of man that you are, but we're not going to get into that. Right. Right. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> ready for that conversation. But I remember any time that like a boy would ask me out or like a girl would say I was pretty or something, I would come tell my mom. I'd be like, oh my God, mom, I felt so nice today. Cause I never like felt nice. You know, I was always real insecure. And I was like, mm-hmm. this girl called me pretty or this guy said he had a crush on me. And every time my stepfather would look at me and be like, oh, you think you got it like that, huh? You think you're wow. hot shit? Well, I'm about to tell you something right now. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. Like, what? Like, are you jealous of me? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you do that? Who does that? Right. Who Maybe does it that? could have been a jealousy thing because, you know, you had your mom's attention. You know you what? To, I don't know. It could, I'm, I don't know for a fact. I'm just saying it could, could have been. It could have been. Because yeah. it was like. Oh my God. It was, it was so weird. Every little thing was like a problem or like he would say things like as a psychology major, which he was not, or like I have a degree, <laughs> which he didn't. So he would say something mm-hmm. to me and I'm the kind of person who I'm respectful no matter what, but if I disagree with you or I think you're wrong, I will at least challenge what you're saying and maybe try to offer a different perspective, but he would get so mad because he expected everyone to just do what he said. Yes, sir. Okay. Put your head down. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I don't, that's not me. I'm not the one. So I would mm-hmm. offer a counter and he would be like, well, Google it. So I Google it and I would be right. And then he would get mad and be like, <laughs> you're 16 years old. I'm 42 years old. You know, and like freak mm-hmm. out and get so angry. So we just didn't speak mm-hmm. because I was like, so that whole yeah. thing was just a shit show. 
There, I have yeah, you stories know, for days. Somebody to be told that they're wrong. Right. Right. They, they hate it. Oh, they hate but them. usually, but usually when they are proved wrong, they play the victim all of a sudden. Yep. All yep. of a sudden yeah. they're the victim. And that's what makes them a narcissist. Sarah, you're gonna let your daughter sit there and disrespect me like that. She's trying mm-hmm. to humiliate me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's and that's <laughs> what makes them a narcissist. It's not just like he wants to be right. Yeah, a lot of people want to be right. And yeah, a lot of people want control and power, but that's not just the full-blown narcissistic. And like the, a lot of narcissists have that in them, but it's the fact that they they turn victim when they're wrong or they mm. they make themselves the victim in every situation. That's what makes and then manipulating people into believing that. Right. right. And exactly. the people that the people that feed into it are they're enabling them. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, 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 that, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, as human beings <laughs> with thoughts and feelings, we don't like to be wrong. We don't like to be told mm-hmm. that we're wrong. But a normal person can be like, damn, I guess I was wrong. I don't like right. feels, but right. I- right, I don't like that I'm wrong, but I learned something. Yeah. There's just, that. just tell me quick that I'm wrong. Don't tell me after four hours that I was wrong four <laughs> hours ago. Like, tell me right away, <laughs> yes. you know? Yes. <laughs> and it was just little things like he would be in positions of power at his work and he would be like, my bosses or my people who are under me are coming over for dinner. You guys need to act like a family or, you know, mandatory family fun time is the phrase that like, I think I was talking to Shy about this. There was a TikTok that was like, put a finger down if your parents were like abusive, awesome parents. And it was like, you know, put a finger down if they forced you to have like family, like game nights, game nights. Yeah. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I stopped the TikTok right after that one. And I was like, I could call all of my sisters right now and be like, mandatory family fun time. And we would all just be like, Vietnam War flashbacks. <laughs> like, just little things. Or like, he would cheat in every board game so he could win. Or he'd always have to sit at the end of the table. And if there was a round table, it was a whole, it was just, oh, it was so weird. But wait, don't even get me started. It's a whole thing. Please tell me what he would do if there was a round. <laughs> right? <laughs> He sat right in the middle. He ran. Right. He'd be like, somebody's going to cut this table in half. I'm going to sit right in the middle and just put my arms <laughs> on both sides. Um, just random things. Like, he would just kind of, I mean, he didn't really make a scene, but he would kind of like, where where can I sit? And he'd kind of, you know, puff up a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. I'm the, you know, the biggest one here. And I mm-hmm. have met a lot of people who exhibit a lot of those traits. I don't want to say that I've mm-hmm. met a lot of narcissists because I don't want to sound like Shane Dawson. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't feel the need to be the loudest, <laughs> biggest person in the room, you know, right. and I don't understand people who do. Okay. But I've met a lot of them. Let me ask, let me, let me put some spin on this. Let me ask all of you, what is an important trait a man should have to be a man? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. You want, okay. I'll wait. Who hey, wants to go first? We'll start with you. you okay. <laughs> um, uh, humility would be nice. Um, to drop their their pride and ego uh honesty would be nice mm-hmm. um openness uh understanding it's not even about i mean communicating is huge but it's understanding what people are communicating to them um things like that like that's what i look for when it comes to a man um someone like I just, I've met so, like, you know, I relate a lot with the narcissistic st- stuff, and I can explain mm. that. Um, so, and I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but she oh, I'm not is telling anybody about it. <laughs> anybody great, I know. Like, huge, huge, still is to this day, um, and it's because she never healed. Never once 
she never healed mm-hmm. from her family trauma from she um not my story to tell but she's been sober for 30 something years she never healed <clears throat> never went took steps into healing and her um, generation was never taught to heal just to bury right. just to bury and so um i i'm I was like the fixer. I'm the healer in my family for, I was for a very, very long time. And so when it came to like narcissism, I would attract narcissists into my life because I wanted to heal them. But in reality, I was narcissistic in the opposite way. Um, I was manipulating them into believing they needed me to heal. Mm. And so they were the evil narcissist and I was the manipulative healer. And so when I went blind, I realized a lot of that. So all the toxic relationships I was in, um, I wanted to have control, but I did it in a manipulative way. Mm. And I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I had a lot of, a lot of traits from my mom, you know, that my mom had, but she was both sides of, she was all sides of narcissist, like narcissism. Um, And so when I went blind and I went through therapy, I was going to therapy twice a week for like a whole year straight. Um, And I sobered up. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't do anything for a year and a half because I really wanted to heal. I really, everything, like my main goal in my life and me and my sisters, we talk about it often. We don't want to be the mom my mom was for our children or Mm. for our future in general. And it's not that my mom was a bad mom ever. Mm. Well, she was abusive emotionally, but like sometimes mm-hmm. physically, but she, you know, she fed us. She took us on, you know, adventures. We would go to, you know, trips to the mountains. We would do any, you know, she kept us busy. She was involved. She got us involved in sports, athletics, uh, plays, whatever, right. Musical theater, choir, the whole thing. Um, but she had so many episodes because she didn't heal. And like that stuff, falls back on all of my siblings now my brother is a drug addict my older sister is a control freak she has the narcissistic traits as well my little sister is the she's the one that holds all the guilt she gets anyone can make her feel guilty about anything and then I feel like I'm the only one who took steps this far into trying to heal and I have my episodes all the time like I I've noticed that even um the past like couple guys that I've tried, you know, that I've attracted into my life, not the one that's recently in it, but they, they were, they are narcissists. So narcissistic. And I'm like, I've got to break this cycle. Mm. Like, this is what, this is like what I was like, I swear a part of my story is breaking the cycle. Someone has to do it. And I feel like it's meant for me to do that. And like, I, but I'm self-aware, like that's a huge thing when it comes to things like this, it's self-awareness because if you're self-aware, when you're dating, when you're attracting people into your life, you spot these traits. You can see where the issues are, the red flags. You're like, wow, that is a red flag. Where do I stop? Do we talk about this? Is it fixable? Or like, do I move on? Like, oh, am I the problem? Where, where, why am I attracting these people? It's such a big, that's a thing that should exist in men and just human in general. Like if you are a human being with a brain and a pulse, you <laughs> Be self-aware of your actions. Yeah. Negative, positive. Because mm-hmm. it's so hard for us to view our own faults. You know, that's just difficult for a person to do. And you have to get to the point where you can think about 
your actions before the other person what did yes. i do could i have possibly caused this thing if uh-huh. so what did i do to cause it if i if I have come to the conclusion that I didn't, what did this person do that I didn't like so that I have something to say? Instead of just going to them and being like, I don't like you. Why don't Or I? if you did start it, how can I fix it? Yes. Right. What can I do to fix the situation? Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I look for I look for people like I look for men or I try and attract men now that are just as self-aware as I am, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not scared to be like, wow, let's sit down and let, maybe let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Like, that's respectable because most other guys would be like, they wouldn't, they, they don't answer you. They think they're right. They, they don't mm-hmm. care. And then they just leave you. They drop you. They ghost you. And they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But that's going to come back. You're suppress- so the more you suppress your feelings, the more you're suppressing like yourself, like healing and becoming self-aware, knowing yourself, loving yourself, the more you suppress that, like it's going to explode. You can only pack so much in one container before it overflows. And people are like, well, this is the way we were raised. All of our parents' generation, for the most part, they are not together. They're separated. They yeah. divorced because they think that this was like the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. This is the way we were raised, blah, blah, blah. Well, times mm-hmm. have changed. No, it's mm-hmm. not. And it hasn't worked out yes, for definitely. you guys. So stop thinking it's going to work out the same way for us. us. Yes. Right. Preach. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. I'm gonna say as the one man here, we always know when we fucked up. It's just how we try and get out of it. Either you right. own you either own up to it or you play a game to gaslight the other person into believing right. you didn't do it. Accountability. So, yeah. And you I have a three strike rule, just so you know. If I do something to you once man i'm really sorry but if i do it twice that's a pattern and if i do it three times don't accept it anymore right and it says a lot about like uh i mean it can go both ways in a relationship but it says Mm -hmm. a lot about the other person too like why are you allowing them to treat you that way you don't you don't care enough about yourself to, to to understand that like you don't have to put up with that or you don't deserve that and, mm-hmm. and that's another issue in relationships. So, and it goes both ways. Like men do it too. Like yeah. women want to have all the power. We want to have control and um, we don't want to take accountability. We want, you know, we want the men to come mm-hmm. chasing us because mm-hmm. that's the way we were raised. They hunt you, you know, and like to mm-hmm. a certain extent, yes, but in a gentleman way, not in a prideful, egotistical way. And we got mm-hmm. it screwed up. We did it all, you know, we're that, now we're just playing games. Yeah. Right. There's no one's taking account- yeah, and no one's taking accountability anymore for any of their actions, for the words that they say, and like that's right. another thing. Where's the accountability? Like at some point, it's not cute anymore. You're an adult, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's the flowers? Where's the apology? Where's the uh, right. dinner? <laughs> right. But it, but see, that's the thing. Like for me, um, I was I was quote unquote what is it? Talking, seeing, whatever. A guy, not. I mean, it's. Uh, months past whatever um and he's like you know he he embarrassed himself and myself at a bar one night just because he was just over the top he was rude it was and I was I was like dude I cannot even mm. we talked about it though and um and I was like I forgive you but like we got to recognize like that was not okay and he was like man I feel like I should just bring you flowers I should buy you something and I'm like no 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 no, no. because let me let me tell you something you're not doing that for me. You're doing that to make yourself feel better, not me. Yep. Right. 
Yep. So right. that's narcissistic. <laughs> that is a narcissist. That is a narcissistic mm-hmm. thing to yeah. do. Because you know he would, he'd be like, I bought you flowers. I made you dinner. Mm-hmm. Why are you still mm-hmm. bringing it up? Yep. Right. Nope. I know all about that. All about. <laughs> I could talk about that for days. <laughs> right. But that's like effort, effort, and consistency. Consistency. After, after an apology is what I look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't it's look not for the like apology. Oh, it's, how, it's your actions after. That's right. Because right. yeah. what is Otherwise, it? Uh, it's just manipulation. That's yep. right. Truth. And the yeah. snack network says, yeah, I'm always wrong. LOL. So <laughs> somebody's relating. <laughs> so shy would be yeah. the corner name. Hmm. Um obviously all the generic stuff that everybody says, right? Sense of humor, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think um authenticity, you know? Mm-hmm to be real and yourself in various situations like if I hang out with you with your boys and you're one person and then I hang out with you with me and my girlfriends and you're a totally different person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not cute who are you right <laughs> right who are you right so often <laughs> and then also the things that Caitlin said humility um mm-hmm. self-aware being able to listen and not hear, but actually listen. Because mm. the difference between a lot of people listen to just argue, listen for a, to have a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. listening just so that you can formulate the next thing. You're right. Doing. Yep. Just waiting for your turn to speak. That's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, being able to turn off your thoughts and absorb what I'm saying, and vice mm-hmm. versa, being able to absorb what you're saying. All these things, I feel like that should go without saying. All these things are things that we mm-hmm. all do for ourselves. Right? And for everybody, friends, relationships, family, everything. <laughs> like, we want to be humble. We want to be self-aware. We want to be, mm. you know, and everybody's working on that. But to be putting forth the effort to be those things is something that I look for, mm-hmm. like, bettering yourself as a person. Also, like, some sort of ambition to do anything. Mm-hmm. Literally anything. Right, right. <laughs> Even you know it's so funny because women always say, this is so amazing what you do with this <clears throat> podcasting. But then a month in, they're like, why do you waste your time on this hobby? You should be doing something. You're not very <laughs> ambitious. And I was like, then why am I like working 12, 16 hours a day on this stuff mm-hmm. for free if it's not ambition? So Right. right. I feel like that's another thing. People need to make sure that they're with someone who they're on a similar wavelength. You're both mm-hmm. heading in the same direction or in a similar direction you know, at least semi-parallel to each other. You know what I mean? You're trying to be, you know, some, you're trying to make something of yourself or whatever. You need to be able to support that person. Like being Mm -hmm. through your ventures, you know, even if it's just emotional, it doesn't need to be. Every time you say support, people are like, oh, financial support. You want money. Mm -mm. No. That's not what that has to mean. Like emotional, just you coming over and being like, like even this or like me making my TikToks, even just you following me on my TikTok page and liking my stuff. is support. Right. That's the point. You know, Mm -hmm. like if this is something I decided to do, don't look at me like I'm stupid every time I make a video. And Mm -hmm. This blah blah blah. like just supporting it even if you don't like it or you don't care for it specifically Mm -hmm. supporting it that's that's it 
But also, right. don't take it over and tell her how to do it better. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. Passion, yeah. trying to teach I, what I'm doing. I've actually, my, like, my, um, someone I was seeing a while ago before I met my boyfriend now, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I want to, like, get into the whole social media thing. I was like, I think I really got something going here. And I got absolutely no support mm. at all. And I was like, I can't do this. He was like, well, yeah, like literally was like, that's stupid. Oh. I was like, okay. Wow. You know, <laughs> and here you are, 13,000 followers later, and you have your own ooh, podcast. Ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh. There's, a, there's and something. That's, oh, sorry. Real quick. That same person, now that I'm here, I'm still trying to move forward. Who's liking and, and, and uh-huh. following me now? Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, I, I got the COVID vaccine shot and I thought to myself and I told my friend this, I was like, I'm single. I didn't have to ask anybody for permission or validation for the thought of what I wanted to do. I just actually mm-hmm. did it. And mm-hmm. in all in a lot of my past relationships, even with friends, it would be, should I do this? And I would wait for somebody to say yes or no before I mm-hmm. did and then I realized being single, I can do what I want when I want. And it it's mm-hmm. so freeing that when somebody says, why are you doing that? I actually, I get overly offended when I shouldn't. Inside, mm-hmm. not outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like, why are you questioning my decisions? Who are you? You know, maybe mm-hmm. one day I'll meet, I'll meet somebody that changes that. And I had a, I was married uh, and I asked her, I said, you're so beautiful. You could find a man that makes $100,000, $200,000 a year and be so happy. And she said, they wouldn't be able to give me what you give me, the loyalty, <laughs> the comfort, the support. She said, I would take one of you over 100 men that made $100,000. So mm-hmm. not every woman is looking for financial support, you know? Right. I think right. people know that right. that's just something that they tell themselves. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get super touchy, but I noticed that a lot of people on TikTok are very much like angry with women. And they're like, they yes. just want money. They're just yeah. gold digging whores and they just want money. And it's like, mm. do you really believe that? Or are you just upset because Sally didn't think you were cute? Mm. Oh, <laughs> about that one because cause I do see a lot of women Mm-hmm. And that same breath are on there like singing Megan Thee Stallion. That's yep. true. Get that, get that bread, that head, then leave. Then leave. That's so true. That's true. How like? But I feel like it's what you consume yourself with. If that's what you, if you're focusing on those types of women, then it's gonna seem like the same way with yep. women. Like there's no good men. All of these men are trifling. Those are the ones you're focusing on. Right. If you look for it, you're gonna right. find it. The, right. the 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 ma- manifestation all I was gonna say manifest the good yep. one. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: that's people literally think what I did. You're, you're manifesting what you want. That's not how that works. You manifest what you are. Yes. Yep. So if you're all oh, these men are so bad, they they always treat me like shit. I mm-hmm. promise you, the next man that comes in your life is gonna be bad, and he treats you like shit. Yep. Right. Like that's I the thing. That, I noticed that once, like. I sat back and got my, like, I took a break from dating, got myself together, got my mind together. Mm. I I started doing, you know what I'm saying, being a better person. And boom, I met someone just like me. You know, I met a good one. So I was like, okay, so you're right. You manifest what you are. Yeah, yep. but you have to know who you are. 
instead yes. of what people right. expected you to be yeah. your whole life. You have to get, you're right, right Kate. Self-awareness. I, I told my friend, she jumped into a relationship and I said, he's not going to be good for you. He needs to strip all of the relationships off himself and be, mm-hmm. um, he needs to take responsibility for his actions and find himself in a situation that he needs to get himself out of instead of asking somebody else to do it for him. And once mm-hmm. he does that, he's going to realize who he is and he can find somebody that that'll be there for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like that. You should, you should take some time away from dating if all you keep getting is the same thing. Right. And that, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the thing. Those people also have to like self-awareness, F- figure out, heal, take the mm. time to heal it. Healing hurts, man. Like that's yeah. the thing. People are like, healing is so comforting. No, the f- it's not. Mm-mm. No, it's not. That shit hurts. That but like, you have to understand, like, if you're not hurting, then you're not healing. So that, that means right. it's working. Right. right. And like, <laughs> and the hurt, the hurt that you have to go through the healing process, sometimes it does take a long time. Right. But like, that's your mindset. Like, if you want it to happen, like, it'll happen. You Mm -hmm. have to put in the work for it. And then the rewards on the other side are going to be ever freaking lasting. So, like, that's why it's so important for people to, like, stop jumping from relationship to relationship. Take time. Like, figure out what went wrong. Where where do you hold yourself accountable? Like, stop playing the victim and everything because that's not how that works. Like, Mm -hmm. you allowed it in some sort of way. You attracted it in some sort of way. Figure yourself out first find out who you are. And sometimes finding out who you are, you have to lose every single thing in your life to do that. Mm. Sometimes you have to give up everything to find who you are. And people are not okay with that because we all want to have the control. We want to still have things in our life. We still want to have control over anything that we can. That's not, the only thing that you have control over is your emotions and your attitude. That's it. We also want somebody to blame, somebody there to take the responsibility and blame. And that goes, and that goes along with accountability. Like, Mm -hmm stop pointing the finger. every you know everyone wants to blame somebody for something everyone's got the you know point mm-hmm. the finger at someone point at yourself really quick and just figure it out first yeah because once you figure mm-hmm. out where you were wrong then the rest just it just <clears throat> happens it's it just you just know it from there on out yeah i always think to myself god isn't going to ask you why you did it he's just going to ask you that he that he's just going to notice that you did it you know mm-hmm. so somebody right. can tell you to do it that doesn't mean that you know that you should you should still live up to your own expectations and not others mm-hmm. right so how about you kai What's what ma- the... what makes a good man or if you're into him i mean i'm or, not or but person, i still or friend, feel like or family well, the thing is like i i I have men in my life that I love, very good friends, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not really in intimate relationships with anybody, but I still look for good qualities in people people. because I'm not going to spend my time with you at all if you suck. Like, yes. (laughs) I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't have time for that Mm -hmm. no more. So for a good man, I would definitely say humility. I think one thing, because I grew up, you know, in a Southern state where men are very hyper-masculine, you know, you have to shotgun a beer and, and you know, just do all this stuff. I don't know, boy, boy stuff. <laughs> whatever just, men do. <laughs> whatever, whatever they do in their free time. But they're always so loud and they always feel like they have to prove that they've got the biggest dick. And they're just like, oh, I'm so... And honestly, <laughs> the men that I have found attractive are the soft-spoken, hi, how are yeah. you? Nice to meet you. Um, would you like a cup of tea? Good and you know, a lot of people like, uh-huh. they're beta male bitches. <laughs> and I'm like, they're just good people. I'm sorry, you suck. Right. They're just, right. They're just good people. So yeah. definitely humility. 
Okay. You just, you just explained why I don't hang out with men. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's so obnoxious. I cannot do that stuff. I'm like, you need to calm down. Yeah. You, no one has right. that much testosterone. Who are you performing for? Yeah. Right. right. But also the support thing, because I have had friends, male and female, when I talk to them about my hobbies, like, oh, I, I really want to do music or I'm going to start a podcast or I have mm-hmm. this thing that I enjoy. Well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Nobody's going to mm-hmm. listen to it. Guess what? I've been doing it for a year and I still really like it. You know, exactly. Like I don't have to, right. I don't have to be super passionate about your hobby, but if I care about you and you care about this hobby, I'm going to be supportive. I would Mm -hmm. match my energy. I always take the approach that my mom used to do whenever I wanted to do something that she like totally, she did not 100% agree with, but it was, it wasn't dangerous. And like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to hurt me at all. She'd be like, Oh, Okay. (laughs) that's it i wish (laughs) like i get a whole bunch of backlash and i get a whole bunch of arrows and uh, whatever you know (laughs) i saw your tiktok the other day and it made me sad because you were like what's it like to just be yourself around your parents and i was like god i'll let you be yourself come hang out over here (laughs) see and that's the one thing okay so like as much as like we had a as much as I said the things that I have about my mom, I do love her. She is the most yeah, probably the I love top. Right. And she's got the, she is probably like my number one supporter out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like with my TikTok, the whole thing, mm-hmm. like she knows she will, if she could, she would hand me a mic and throw me mm-hmm. out in front of an audience and be like, this is her. This is my daughter. <laughs> Here she is. Right. Yeah. And she would. And like Will would, Smith with Jada Pinkett on the red carpet. I mean, yeah, and then, and my dad is the opposite, who's like, you know, you got to stop thinking this TikTok thing is going to be something, like, you got to really start thinking about going back to school, like, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, get your shit together, blah, 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 and like, yeah, you're not wrong, but like, you don't also know, like, that school is not for me, so like, stop it's thinking so that that's, it's going to, like, if I sign up, I'm going to drop out, why would I do exactly. it, why would I even yep. sign up? Why would I waste the money, the time, look, I didn't try school twice, I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. That's the whole thing in itself. My mom's still telling me that. She's like, you know, if you don't go to school, you're never going to get a good career. And I'm like, listen, student loan, I would rather not honestly have a career. If I'm not trying to be 58, paying off $2,000 a month in student loan debt. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. For this this regular ass job. Right. Some people still end up at a regular ass job after that. I'm saying. And I'm like, I know a lot of people, you know, they're going to judge me for that. And they're going to be like, well, that's Mm -hmm. a dumb decision. But hey, you know what? I had a one year I, college and I just paid off mm-hmm. my debt and I'm not, I'm not doing it no more. I'm done. I did three years in college, $30,000 in debt. Thank God mm-hmm. my dad paid it. Right. Because if, if my dad didn't pay it, I don't, oh Jesus. Yep, <laughs> that's but, a big story. Yeah. It's the whole, yeah, I just, I hate this narrative that people are like, you gotta go to school. There's so many people out here who made it and never, never went to school. There's so many. It's not for everybody. It's just not. Right. I'm kind of like in in the middle of schooling. I've been, I have done like three or four years, but I've been doing a music program and the music program is full of credits. It's like, so like a normal average semester, right? Is like four classes, which could be like 12 credits. Mm-hmm. That's like a full semester, right? Mm-hmm. The music program is about, 16 to 18 credits a semester if you, wow. take, if you take all your courses that you're quote-unquote supposed to take in the semester mm-hmm. and none of us ever do that because that's too much so mm-hmm. 
students always end up in school way longer because we spread out that shit because it's mm-hmm. so I'm at a point where I don't I'm like two classes away from my AA which both of those classes are math classes because mm-hmm. uh, I hate oh math. god don't give me a math Oh God! Same. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot pass a math class to save my life. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't. I'm actually. I don't have any debt because I went through school through um the Division of Blind Services. Mm-hmm. They just pay for everything. The right. only They only um, if I would have gone to like a private school, then they would pay up to whatever the state average tuition is, and then I would have had to pay the rest. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I went to a community college because I knew it would be cheaper. And right. so I didn't pay for anything, books, mm-hmm. tuition, nothing. And as long as I go to a public university to finish my degree, I won't have to pay for anything. But I'm kind of in mm-hmm. limbo right now. <laughs> I haven't taken a class in forever. Mm-hmm. It's on me about when I'm taking my next class. And like, I just, I am so bad at math and I've already failed it. Like, mm-hmm. And I know that if I fail it again, I'll have to pay out-of-state fees, and they're not going to cover that. I just, right. I hate math. <laughs> I hate math, too. But um, speaking of, like, support, and, like, Kate, you were saying, like, your mom would just, like, throw you out there. Like, I, like, and Kai, you were saying that you feel bad because I can't be myself by my mom. So she was, when I had zero followers, my mom was following me, right? Mm-hmm. In order, I would not post any videos because I know my mom would judge me, right? Mm. I had to block her. Then I felt comfortable making videos. Then I started making videos and I started getting the following and then I unblocked her. Mm-hmm. Like I literally I couldn't do it Are until you? I knew she wasn't looking. And even now, and now she thinks she runs my TikTok. I love oh, her no. to death. My mother does absolutely everything for me. But the emotional... She just don't got it. <laughs> she like right emotionally. Right. They all she have some tormentor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and it, it's like I just needed to be able to post without knowing my mom was watching and judging. Cause she would call me as soon as I posted, like, what was that? Oh my god! And everybody <laughs> else was like, oh, that was great, you know. Oh. And I'm like, well, everybody else liked it. Oh. Right. It's Wait, like oh when my it comes god. to me, and she's like super judgmental. Cause I feel like. She doesn't see me as Brittany. She sees me as her junior. Right, like an extension of herself. Yes. I have, uh, Brittany, I understand that. that like, okay, so I can, now in front of the, like my parents, my parents are so opposite. Like my mom is completely mm-hmm. opposite of my dad and my stepmom. My mm-hmm. dad and my stepmom are very, they're more like conservative old school. Mm-hmm. My mom though, I mean, I can act a fool, but like, I, I just don't act. I'm not 1000% my, I'm not mm-hmm. 1000% comfortable in, in, in person around both, both, mm-hmm. but like social media wise, I'll post anything. My mom doesn't judge me. She'll be like, Oh, you did this, whatever. Sometimes mm-hmm. she likes to throw critiques in that I don't ask for, but whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> like, I do but, like all parents do that. Every but, parent is like. <laughs> but I will say, as much as my dad also supports me, especially when it comes like financially and just like helping out with whatever, mm-hmm. I, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. If he saw half of my TikToks, he would probably bitch me out. Yeah. My, like, my, my that's too. another thing. I'm very <laughs> cautious of what I post on my Facebook page because my stepmom. They, she, 
my stepmom watches my some of my stuff, like my workout videos and things, because mm-hmm. I'm very cautious of because she's only on Facebook. But I know people are telling her what they see on my TikTok because my dad finds out and he'll mm-hmm. call me and, and it'll be like, and I'm like, what? Like, I am, mm-hmm. um, I'm almost 29 years old. Right. If you, mm-hmm. you it, don't watch it then. Right. I didn't ask for your support. How, I don't, I don't need it and I didn't ask is. for it. And well, it seems my, to be working out for me just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My father is, super, both my parents are like prudes. They're both super conservative. Like even that they're not together anymore. Like my stepdad, my mom just found another very conservative person. They're like super religious and all that stuff. My mm-hmm. dad, not so much religious. He does believe, but he's not like super into it. Yeah. But he's very conservative. So he would probably shit bricks if he saw my <laughs> so Sounds like good. You be posting some like, sexy story times sometimes, you know? Yes. And then like my mom, she sees my story times and stuff and like the Gemini story time. Like she's like, I'm so I can't take it anymore. Then I'm like, don't fucking look. I'll watch. It's my page. Right. She's then. like, could you please stop posting about sex? I'm 30. I'm fucking. <laughs> right. I'm <am> right. fucking. <laughs> right. Like, get over it. Like, she was like, I just, I can't take it. Didn't unfollow me. Like, I don't know. And don't look at it. Yeah. yeah. I will to, say. Tell them to go I'll... listen to unsubscribe because there is some stuff <laughs> in there. Just oh my we, God. <laughs> we need to start up for the podcast portion of this, but we can continue with the live stream if you want. Oh, crap. Really? Oh my yes. god, it's 411. What? Right. What? That's wild. What do we do? Kai, then? Kai, what it, what do you want if anybody in the world could listen to this? What would you want to share with them just about yourself, about your just anything that you want to put out there? It doesn't matter what it is, what it's about. What do you tell people about your podcast or to anything? Anything that you want to share with people if anyone in the world could hear it. Oh, okay. Um I am somebody, especially right now, who's very interested in self-improvement, self-awareness. That goes for me and everyone else around me. A lot of my episodes lately have been about that. So I feel like, I don't know. um, I'm a very laid back person, but I can also be rather intense. So I guess if you are going to consume my content, just be wary because I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't even know. (laughs) Right. It could could go either way. It's so funny because my TikTok is so small. I don't even know Mm -hmm. how you guys noticed me. So when I was approached by you, Brittany, I was like, oh my God, like, (laughs) like, I don't know. You you stitched one of my videos and then I was like, who is this? I was like wrapping gifts for Christmas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, who is this girl? And I just, I I was hooked ever since. I don't remember how I found you, Kai, but I remember, and I, I, I've told this story so many times, but when I found her, whatever video it was, was hilarious. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I so I, I clicked your little name, and then you only had like 60 followers at the time. And I was like, what? I was like, the internet is so <laughs> no girl has 60 I was so, <laughs> I was so <laughs> And I was like, no, I need to like, so I did a video like shouting you out. And I was like, mm-hmm. what do you know about her? This is ridiculous. I was just, <laughs> that was the story I was going to tell when you guys were talking mm-hmm. about your parents and your TikToks. My mom is so supportive of me. She is, I love her. I love her. I love her. But this is so funny. So I was, I was really happy. I was like, oh my God, mom, you know, this TikToker, she gave me a shout out and I think it's really nice. I didn't mm-hmm. expect the woman to go and download the TikTok app. 
I was just saying, hey, mama, I got a shout out. Be proud of me. So she gets right. the TikTok out. She calls me. I'm like, hey, mama, how's it going? She goes, I love you. And I think you're funny and smart and cool, but these TikToks are ass. Said, Wait a minute. Hold on. She said, I'm just saying, I don't understand how you got the shout out. And don't get me wrong. I think you're great. I think your podcast is great. But Jesus, these TikToks are lacking. How did you even get as many followers as you got? I said, honestly, mama, I don't know. I don't know. But well, Ty, what what is your your podcast, your social media handles? So my podcast is called Unsubscribe. Um, if anyone looks for it and don't know which one it is, it's got the logo with like the it's like unsubscribe, but it's like green, and green and blue, yeah, blue and purple, you know those colors. Okay. Um, my Instagram is Wilhelm Scream for the win but I don't really use Instagram. So I guess that really doesn't matter a whole lot. And then my TikTok is Kaya's Fly and I do not have an upload schedule or a niche. I literally just post when I get bored. So. <laughs> Love that. And by the way, if anybody wants to look at the live stream description or the podcast description, they'll find links to all of our hosts on Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> and the unsubscribe merch link, as well as the podcast link. Oh my God, you guys yes. know that? <laughs> Yeah, saw, saw it. I'm oh, looking at order in the. We do our research, awesome. darling. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said there was some stuff in there, I was like, "Wait, you know about the stuff in my?" Because I told Chaya mm-hmm. that I got to make sure my language is okay. I don't say nothing too offensive because some of the stuff I be saying. <laughs> Wait, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, you should hear my mouth, girl. Yeah, the whole day. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I've been trying to podcast with you guys for a while. We're so glad that you you joined. I think this like the conversation was awesome. But I'm glad Thank that you, you, yeah, yeah, you were able to do this with us. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot believe I was. That's awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're not done with you yet, but we're gonna Welcome find to out. Where, we're gonna find out where people can find uh, Shy, Brittany, and Kate. Yeah, okay. so Shy at Not So Shy on literally everything, and that's N O T at what. Yeah, N O T S O. Had a little mini stroke there. X H Y. Oh, um. So I am three underscores blind beauty underscore on Instagram and TikTok. And I just realized, guys, I went to YouTube the other day. I'm just blind beauty. Yeah, no, no spaces. I didn't realize there was no underscores, but yeah. So just blind beauty on YouTube. And three underscores, blind beauty underscore on TikTok and Instagram. Kate. Um, and I'm Caitlin Wackerman on TikTok. And you can find me on Instagram at Kate Wack. It's K-A-T-E um, for my name. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love that. And we are we are inspirations beyond disabilities. You can find the uh live stream on Public Access America's page because the Zoom doesn't let me put it onto the Inspirations Beyond Disabilities YouTube page, which we're mm-hmm. just starting to work on. People have to realize we're, we're about six episodes in. We're a new podcast, mm-hmm. but we are working mm-hmm. on the infrastructure. We're working on an Instagram uh-huh. an Instagram page and an email. And, and email. And all that fun stuff. So just be patient with us. Don't be the haters. Be the lovers. Be the inspiration. Okay. Don't be an innovator. Don't be an innovator. And tune in every Thursday to the podcast or every Wednesday unless we have a special guest like Kai. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all later. Deuces.
Awesome. And now we're back just for exclusive live stream. Yeah. 